Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for November 19th, uh, the 25th Sunday after Pentecost in year A. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, yes. how you doing? I am enjoying a piece of apple cake from... The chili cook-off we just wrapped up today. Beautiful piece of piece of. I'm sorry, say that apple again. Cake. Apple cake. It so that's is. not like apple pie. No, it's got a lot of cakiness, but a, a big um, layer of apple at the top. Hmm. So interesting. I so, say I'd say it's a cousin to a cobbler. Okay. Uh, on the other side of the family, cousin to a pie. Oh. And. Can't help but notice so, uh, there's no not, not any more of that left. <laughs> As he takes the last bite, uh, yeah, no, that looks good. Uh, where where did this come from, Bruce? My wife made it. Your wife made it. All right. Well, so I know who to talk to at least. Um, right. But yeah, no. Um, as we are recording this, we have just wrapped up our our. Um, I almost said chili cook off. It wasn't a competition. No. It was a. It was a. It was a. Chili consumption party. It really was. <laughs> it and was people great. Did a great job of blending different chilies. And, mm -hmm, oh, mm -hmm, it was delicious. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, uh, uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, we're we're very full. Uh, we and, are full. Um, uh, There's a, there there was everything from vegan to bison chili. I know. Yeah. Everything in between. Yeah. Uh, so if we if for like five minutes we accidentally doze off and there's like some <laughs> some dead air. Uh, You'll know why. Like, at least our excuse is up front. Yes, um, uh, but we have both gotten fresh cups of coffee. That's true. That's true. And we're ready to go. Strong caffeine variety. So, mm -mm. should carry us through. Um, so, uh, let's let's first talk about what we have going on at the church. Because, I mean, goodness, we're knocking on Thanksgiving's door here. We really are. Uh, so, this next Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, is the, um, uh, the day to bring in... Uh, items for some Thanksgiving uh, meals that we're putting together. Uh, I know that we, I believe the sign up is on the website, but definitely as you're listening to this podcast, you only have this week to, to, to yeah, do it. Do so, your shopping. Um, which for me, for someone like me is the way to do it. Like, uh, <laughs> like don't tell me three weeks out, I'm going to forget. <laughs> you got, you got to enjoy that pre Thanksgiving panic buying. Yeah. Going 100%. all around you. <laughs> Giant cans of Libby's uh, uh, pumpkin uh, pumpkin mix. Um, Bruce's yams. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I learned. I, I don't know as if this is necessarily true about L Libby's specifically, but a lot of pumpkin cans of pumpkin yeah. are technically pumpkin. They're like squash. It's really squash. With, well, any any pumpkin is a squash. It is a squash, right? But it's not so. But when you think of, but it's like diluted. Well, pumpkin. it's when you think of pumpkin, it's not what's in that can. You know what I mean? Like your the, the the which is probably why I like it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the color is definitely color added. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, and of and it is it, it's a genus of squash that is more like a kind of like a long watermelon kind of looking thing. Um. Oh so so uh, uh. But so I don't I don't I don't mean to besmirch the name of Libby's directly. Uh, I'm not sure if it is applicable to their product, but uh, it's it's technically more of a more of a uh, okay. This actually puts my mind at rest mm -hmm. because I come I not don't come from I am part of 
um, by marriage, a family of vegetarians uh-huh. who love to home cook. And Thanksgiving, there's not a whole lot of vegetarian stuff to home cook. Right. So the em- embracing of homemade pumpkin pies is humongous. Yes. And they never taste the same as what I had as a kid. Right. Or in my first marriage. And so now I know why. Now you know why. Yeah. It's not. Because they're really pumpkin pies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a true pumpkin pie. Exactly. Uh, uh, through and through. Exactly what you would well, think then, is a pumpkin goes and gets scooped out and baked and made into a pie. And that's a different thing. Yeah. Texture and everything. I wonder what Costco pies are made out of. I'll have to read the late. I think I'm being so gifted one. So this I'm is read a late this one. is uh, this is one of the this is the reason why I know this little fun little side fact. They're able to claim there's a hundred percent pumpkin in it because of the genus. So oh, okay. You won't see it on you won't see it on the label because they're able to claim it's a hundred percent pumpkin pie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind big, of fun. Big produce strikes them right. <laughs> Right. So, uh, so anyways, yeah, but we have, I know we have that coming up. Yes. That's a long way of going around to, uh, we, you know, we know this is happening. We're trying to get, uh, we're, the ingredients for five, four, four three, five, two, five, one. Full households. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and so that's why there's a careful shopping list available on the website. Right, right. And yes. I'm uh, sure we'll be able to. Get it all together oh, for everyone does their thing. For sure, for sure. Uh, so yeah, really looking forward to uh, putting that together. Uh, what else do we have going on at the church? Well, we have Advent starting um, mm-hmm. the Sunday after Thanksgiving. I'm almost positive. Um, maybe the one after that. Anyway, we'll look in a moment. I'm sure with the reading. Mm-hmm. And we have um, in December the um, cocoa and carols. Oh yes, cookies. yes. And, um, crack? No. Uh, <laughs> We're just going to back up a uh, recording there. No. Oh, you can do that? <laughs> I, with, even with this simple tool, I, yes, I could make you say anything. Uh, so you could make the claim that I just, uh, that Damn I, that you didn't AI. really say that. I just made it like I uh, edited it together. So we'll go yeah. with that. Yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> so we have that. Um uh, and we have the uh, holiday sweater Sunday, mm-hmm. and we have the um, uh, Saint Nicholas breakfast. Yes, with trains and everything like that. My goodness, it's lots of stuff. Sounds like if I wanted to learn uh, more about this, uh, all the things going on, I should visit our website, yeah. which is holyfamilyfishers.org. Much more accurate. There you go. There you go. And you'll, right. you'll see a number of things that we just don't have time to talk about right now. For sure. Uh, again, like, yeah, we're full. Uh, <laughs> one, one thing, though, I will say, because we'll be saying it over and over, on Christmas Eve day, mm-hmm. December 24th is a Sunday. We are not going to have the eight o'clock service. Okay. We'll have a ten o'clock service. Ten o'clock together. And then later in the evening, we'll, and that'll be for Advent four mm-hmm. Sunday mm-hmm. Advent four. And then uh, later in the evening, we'll have the five o'clock and eleven o'clock Christmas Eve services. Okay. Christmas Day, ten a.m. Ten a.m. Jammy Church, right? Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, well, very good. Well, let's uh, let's let's switch over to this day in church history. Yeah. Um, and in a way similar to last week, there's a we don't start until uh, we don't have events for this day uh, until 
further on into the historical uh, time frames. It, it, our first event it, that's of record is 1621. Wow. Yeah, which is, yeah. So uh, 1621, John Don, which is a great, what a fun name, uh, is appointed dean of St. Paul's Cathedral in London. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, I'm not oh. sure. It doesn't say anything. Oh, wait. That's wait. it. That is it. How's his last name spelled? D-O-N-N-E. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's famous. <laughs> okay, okay. Great theologian, uh, known as a very good preacher. I was going to say, like, oh, it's John Dunn is how you say it. Yeah. Uh, what, that's too bad because it was it was very, uh, you know, Juan Don uh, <laughs> adjacent. I loved, I loved uh, the way that I thought his name went. Um, but yeah, it's also odd that the entry doesn't say much about him. So if he's famous, tell us more. I think I told you the highlights. I gotcha. Uh, so I looked it up real quick uh, oh, as I was waiting. Uh, and there's not a crap done here, but it was an English poet, scholar, soldier, secretary, uh, uh, born into a recusant family. R-E-C-U-S-A-N-T. Recusant? Uh, who later became a cleric in the Church of England. I'm not sure what recusant is. Uh, two or three guesses I would be unwilling to make. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, I was kind of hoping that maybe if I clicked on this. Oh, yep, here we go. Recusant. What is recusant? Recusancy. I'm, boy, I'm going down the, uh, the, rabbit, the hole. rabbit hole. It comes from the Latin, which means to refuse. Uh, was the state of those who remained loyal to the Catholic Church and refused to attend ah. Church of England services after the English Reformation. Okay. Yeah. What threw me off was it wasn't capitalized like a yeah. group. It yeah. was a lowercase uh, r, and well, I was like – More an adjective. Yeah, yeah. It was a recusant family yeah. Yeah, as an adjective. Okay. But uh, – so yeah. Anyways, they're, they're – Yeah, because if you know, anyone who was organized into that kind of behavior would have been in deep, deep doo-doo. Yeah. So – so it never – by that point in history, it was not a any kind of organization. It gotcha. was just what, how a person or family lived. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, 1672, Richard Baxter defies the English law forbidding him to preach, saying, Preaching is never sure to preach again. Preaching is never sure to preach again and, a, and as a dying man to dying men. What? <laughs> now I know why they banned him. <laughs> Preaching as never sure to preach again, uh, and as a dying man to dying men. Sure. Okay. Um, my brain is not processing that the way Richard Baxter, I'm sure, intended it to. Uh, but you know what? That's that's. I'm picturing poor Richard Baxter and Evan going, think about it. For goodness, just think about it. it that was, was 350 years ago. Maybe brilliant. we just maybe we just don't talk like that in, in such a way that like my brain processes it, it correctly. It's so. my greatest line ever. Maybe if I said it in an English accent. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, Monty Python. Preaching as never to sure to preach again, and as a dying man to dying men. <laughs> Nope, still doesn't well, make sense. It, 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 yeah, it reminds me of the scene. Of... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, sorry, folks. I can't help make yeah. any sense of that. You made no progress. Uh, 1708, Danish authorities in India, fearing of fearful of losing profits uh, if Hindus are upset by hearing the gospel preached, imprison missionary Bartholomew, not Bartholomew, Bartholomew, uh, Zeigelbog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I said that last name wrong. Zeigenbald. Zeigenbald. Well, uh, and he better. will be held for four months. 
So losing, fearful of losing profits, uh, if the, the the Hindus are upset by hearing the gospel preach, decide to imprison. This is a Danish person, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, imprison a missionary. What, and- You're ruining the local economy. <laughs> Shut up. Bartholomew <laughs> Ziegenberg. See, and Weigen. in the, in the context of this podcast, I was thinking you were saying endangering prophets as in the people who are predicting God's will. No, it's it's profit as in money. Yeah, so that uh-huh. makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, he was he, born German. Okay. I was going to say that that Z, Bartholomos Zeigenbalg. Zeigenbalg. <laughs> Germany and Scandinavia just across a pretty small that's, that's true. That's true. body of water. Uh, 1786, Queen Charlotte of England, wishing to set up Sunday schools at Windsor, consults for two hours with Sarah Trimmer. Trimmer was notable for her Sunday schools, educational and biblical writings, and and Christian piety. Which queen was it? Queen Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, she's an interesting queen. Yeah, we don't... I mean, yeah, I say that out loud and realize, like, yeah, we don't talk about Queen Charlotte. And part of it was... um, She was normal? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but, um, but extremely beloved because she was normal, understood what people, normal people needed and did her best to help out the folks of England. Yeah. All right. Good on you, normal Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1861, at the suggestion of her minister, uh, abolitionist Julia Ward Howe writes the words of the Battle Hymn of the Republic to the popular tune, John Brown's Body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little bit of fun trivia there for you. Uh, uh, Battle Hymn of the Republic, not uh, an original tune for those words. Right. Uh, and so it had a double um, double dose of abolition. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1867, St. Innocent of Alaska, uh, whose name is John Vianinov, and I did do the appropriate number of N's, is appointed Metropolitan of Moscow, which was a bishop. bishop, He undertakes revisions of many church texts, raises funds to improve the living conditions of priests, and establishes a retirement home for priests. So, seems like a good dude. St. Innocent of Alaska. Um... 1867, Metropolitan Philaret. Could be. So, uh, uh, serves the divine liturgy for the last time and is found. The Holy Eucharist. The Holy Eucharist and is found dead in the afternoon. He had struggled to free the church from government interference and had supported the efforts of the Russian Bible Society to translate the Bible into modern Russian that people could understand. I wonder what happened to him. Yes. What year? Uh, 1867. Yeah, so that still would have been czarist eras. And mm-hmm. The church was part of what the czarist, one of the tools of mm-hmm. the royal family. Yeah. Um, and Orthodox Church, like the Roman Catholic Church, was not into that, letting people read the Bible in their own language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, dang that Gutenberg. Yeah. Um, uh, 1900, death of Samuel J. Stone, Anglican uh, clergyman and hymn writer and hymnologist who had published five collections of hymns. Wow. Uh, his best known hymn will be The Church's One Foundation, which I'm actually 
struggling to remember that one. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's how I sing it every every time we do. Uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, no, I remember that now. Yeah. Uh, nineteen ten, Swedish missionaries Daniel Berg and Adolf Vingren disembark in Brazil, where they introduce Pentecostal faith to South America's largest nation, forming its first Assemblies of God church. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> this, be prepared for it. This, that's your your reaction to to this, to Baptists and Pentecostals might come up on a. Uh, 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 on a uh, an interview we've talked about doing. Sometime. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more information about that. I'm just gonna tease a little. Uh, 1967, Jacob o- Olawale. Wow, Olawale Amanyini. Yeah, is ordained as a Baptist minister in Nigeria. Despite mm. deficiencies in his education, he becomes a notable educator, pastor, and leader, the first chairman of the Oyo West Baptist Conference. Mm. So there you go. Your Baptist and Pentecostal entries Baptists back to back. are a lot better than Pentecostals. <laughs> they're, they're, you shouldn't, we shouldn't use words like better. Uh, it, oh, I'm willing to. <laughs> Uh, more re- like more reasonable, closer to closer to uh, more, um, more reasonable, definitely, and and cl- a little bit closer to some uh, of our shared beliefs. Probably most of the time, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, particularly in that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This may surprise some of our listeners, but Baptists have grown more conservative since the basic, roughly the Civil War era, um, rather than more liberal. Mm, gotcha. So, a Baptist of today would be in a big argument with a Baptist from 1850. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and I did want to go back uh, on one issue because I did bring it up and then forgot to mention it. Uh, the entry that was uh, the uh, guy who was found dead in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, the title Metropolitan Philaret. Philaret is uh, a uh, Russian Orthodox bishop venerated as a holy hierarch. Yeah. So uh, it sounds as though Metropolitan, there's a bunch of Metropolitans, right? but the, a Metropolitan Philaret is a level above. Yeah, the um, Archbishop of, or Metropolitan of Moscow, is one of the traditional um, first among equals. Mm, gotcha. Basically, he's in charge of a Russian Orthodox Church. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's move on to our readings Indeed. for this week. And our first reading comes from Zephaniah, uh, chapter 1, verse 7, and then 12 through 18. Be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is at hand. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated his guests. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the people who rest complacently on their dregs. Those who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do harm. Their wealth shall be plundered and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. They, Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. The great day of the Lord is near, near and hastening fast. The sound of the day of the Lord is bitter. 
the warrior cries aloud there. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. I will bring such distress upon people that they shall walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like dust and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. In the fire of his passion, the whole earth shall be consumed for a full, a terrible end he will make of the inhabitants of the earth." Is this... Don't you forget it. Is this Amos's roommate? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Zephaniah. Tell me a little bit about Zephaniah. Well, like with most of the minor prophets, we don't know much about the dude personally. Um, it does give a little biography at the very... Just before these verses, mm -hmm. um, where he's the... Um, talks about three generations that of his lineage, mm -hmm. and that... He was active in the days of King Hosea, Hosiah, um, who was one of the good kings. And, well, I'll just jump right into it. The kings before allowed things to really slip and slide within the religious life mm. of Israel, which uh, sounds sound almost unbelievable today but there's every bit of evidence that did happen where just sort of cover all their bases the um temple leadership allowed shrines to other gods mm. within the temple mm. big no-no <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Um, and allowed sacrifices to them and stuff so you know, instead of the temple of the one true god it was sort of like going to costco and Filled with different gods and hmm. any kind of god you might want. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll go sacrifice over there. Baal line, yep. aisle seventeen. Baal line, aisle seventeen. There's a spill and it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, and Baal was one of them. Um, so, Zephaniah is recounting. Um, okay, you you knew better this. You know, the, this whole reform mm -hmm. took place within a few generations. And then the um, Babylonians are going to come to town. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, so this is pre-Babylonian capture? Well, it. some say it was pre-Babylonian capture. Some say it was at the very least edited after the return from Babylonia. Trying mm. to make sense of what are taking place. Gotcha. So which, it's, it's, which makes sense. I, I would imagine there'd be some revisitation yeah. uh, that would take place after such an event anyway. Like, I, I wonder how much that played into other writings. That, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it it definitely shows in Isaiah and Jeremiah. Yeah. yeah. In part because they're so long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of space to work in other themes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, so, in this instance, like, it... Is this just pure chastisement uh, of uh, leaders, much. like church leaders, and and the and the uh, the government hierarchy, the king, uh, the kingdom, and that kind of a thing? Or... And rich people. Okay, so they he is angry. Angry Amos's uh, yeah, uh, you roommate. Had, you had that right on. Uh, 
Sounds sounds about right. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to ask about some of the words that are here in this translation. Why not? Uh, because of the word dregs. Uh, again, I'm sorry, King James. Your English is showing. <laughs> <laughs> So there in verse 12, uh, uh, I will punish the people who rest complacently on their dregs. Um, okay. I'm, I'm what, curious to know what, what, what word it is. Verse 12? Yeah. The, it, it te- a better translation, more accurate translation, that's kind of more disgusting. Who thicken on their dregs. Oh, okay. I mean, just... Well, because dregs it, are like... Um, it's like sediment and deposit, right? So yeah. it's not, it's, it's not, you know, it, the, the, the rest of the language gives you imagery of like just lounging around. Right? right. And, and, and so dregs doesn't quite make so much sense because mm-hmm. you're not lounging on your sediment. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> right. So, um, so, so essentially that line is really a lot, a little bit more of like just getting fat and, <laughs> Drunk and fat. Drunk and fat. Yeah, because okay. part of the, the connotation um, in Hebrew, and I'm thinking in the Greek New Testament as well, of dregs is that you're so desperate to get or stay drunk that you're willing to suck out the worst gunk at the bottom of the barrel or jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, let, let that chew through your teeth. Okay, yeah. Um, we do have, um, we do have this in verse 15, we have, uh, what seems like a, uh, kind of like a, a repetition of the word darkness. And I'm yeah. wondering if it really is the same word in Hebrew. Um, cause obviously we're kind of doing a little bit of a, we're, we're doing a very extended version of the, the Hebrew poetry thing where we right. say, you know, this, 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 like, uh, uh, a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of love. Like we have like 12 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does seem a little weird, like uh, that maybe uh, they didn't have a, another good word for darkness. <laughs> but I'm wondering <laughs> if it is the same uh, word because it goes a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, um, which does just kind of stand out because that's not the kind of repetition that continues on right you know what i mean it is a different word oh interesting okay yeah that it's used in other it's used in eight other places in the hebrew scriptures but this is the only time it occurs anywhere in zephaniah okay okay all of three chapters long so gotcha there's not a lot of chances for it to reappear gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah. um and, and and yeah you can kind of you can definitely see uh where we end here on verse 18 really who's drawing his ire um uh, neither silver nor gold will right. be able to save them it, yeah he really is um uh specifically uh identifying the rich or yep. those who profit uh um it, even if even if they're not rich I, I would imagine it also then applies to like i don't know temple leaders that are you know taking rich. money on the side or <laughs> even if they're not rich just like uh defiling by taking yeah. you know in you know, one of the things to keep in mind is it this may sound crass. It didn't take a lot to be rich. Okay. I mean, yeah. Basically, if you didn't have to physically labor to earn your daily bread, you were rich. Mm. You know, if you didn't have to work in the field or slaughter 
sheep or um, be a carpenter, then mm-hmm. you were probably rich. Well, we would call a white-collar job today. Gotcha. You're rich. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, it, it also is interesting to go back to verse 12, this line uh, that says, The Lord will not do good, nor will he do harm. Uh, yes, which is an interesting phrase when when you th- if you take it fully out of context here in in Zephaniah, which uh, us religious folks have a tendency to do when mm-hmm. we pick and choose. Um, in a way, just that line kind of seems to more indicate um, some people's thought about like God not controlling, yeah. uh, not manifest destiny, kind of a kind of a deal. Um, but these are the dreg people uh, yeah. who are saying this. So Zephaniah clearly thinks that this mindset is hogwash. <laughs> right, right. He's calling uh, them out. So, but what what does maybe Zephaniah mean by this line? Well, that people, um, if if your image of God is. Um, a being that does not do good and does not do harm, then what what is it? Right. So it, it's another way of saying you don't believe in God. Yeah. I, I, I also kind of see it as, um, you know, uh, with context clues about who he's talking about and, the, and them being rich, um, it kind of seems as though he's also talking about people who – maybe say they believe in God or do believe in God, but feel as though they're the ones actually in charge. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like definitely. God's there, God's there. But I mean, I'm pretty powerful, so I can, right. I get to do what I want. Um, yes, that's a very good description too. Because I think you can hold parts of what's said here uh, as true in your heart, but um, the implication seems to be as though because of this, I don't have to follow any rules. Or mm-hmm. I don't have to then, you know, be kind to my neighbor or right. uh, love other people because God's not going to kill me for it. <laughs> right. So, uh, and he's also not well, going to, you know, not going to do any good about it either. So there's there's an old joke about uh, a clergy member who embezzles uh-huh. and the police say, how can you do it? How you know, How can you? You're a man of the cloth. How can you steal money from your church? And he said, oh, it's quite simple. I take the offering plate. I say, God, this is all yours. And then I fling it in the air and say, grab what you want to keep. (laughs) (laughs) Never takes a thing. The rest is for me. (laughs) Right. God didn't want it. What can I say? So it's that kind of uh, wishful thinking that fulfills only one's own desires and goals. Right. That this is referring to. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Uh, what else about uh, this passage? Um, there was something. What was that? Um, anything about... Uh, I, 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 w- I will say, as I'm looking at this uh, in, in, in the pause, uh, yeah. uh, that there is language in here that does kind of sound, um, um, which kind of lends itself to maybe being edited again uh, after uh, Babylon. Uh, 
some of this language does sound kind of like, uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be taken over. Oh, Though yeah. they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. A day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements um, does kind of uh, would make sense if that stuff maybe was added in after and like. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. remember? Remember the thing? <laughs> okay, I found the thing I was trying to find. Okay. Um, I did it. <laughs> you did it. That shortly after what you referred to, mm-hmm. um, their blood shall be poured out like dust and their flesh like dung. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the within Jewish religious traditions, very much like um, Christians have as well, there is that uh, sanctity of the dead body. Oh, okay, yeah. That you, know, you you bury it quickly with honor. Um, you're not allowed to. Well, you're not allowed to mummify it like mm-hmm. the Egyptians did, right? Um, and so, to to have a dead person's remains become like dung and like dust in the road shows the exact opposite. Of gotcha. What these rich people thought was going to happen. To them when they die, because this yeah. is still referring to the very rich. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not only do you not get to live in the houses you built, you don't get to use the tombs that you built. Yeah. You're gonna be run over by chariots till you're just part of the pavement. Yeah. Which sadly did happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's move on to maybe a happier piece. <laughs> Solemn. Oh, okay. Oh, go ahead. I meant to say this before we started Zephaniah. We are now in, between now and Christmas, we are in readings that historically have been part of Advent. Mm-hmm. And the ones that we had starting last week are part of the doom and gloom stuff. Gotcha. And this is supposed to be the um, inspiration to get one's act up act right before celebrating Christmas. Yeah. Very much like Lent does it before celebrating Easter. Yeah. There, this is the second to last proper yeah. uh, or, or Sunday uh, after Pentecost. So the season ends after not this coming week, but the week after that. Yeah. And that's the end. And then we're into, then we're in Advent. Yeah. And it used to be the year ended, you know, a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. the new church year started with the season of Advent, which was, um, redesigned to be the same as Lent in terms of Lent. Oh, 40, okay. Yeah. 40 days long. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Why do we do that? Because it was medieval times and people thought they needed to suffer longer. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, Psalm 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's some optional uh, verses in here, but essentially we're doing one through 12. Lord, you have been our willing place in all ge- or, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, and from everlasting to everlasting you are God. You turn us back to dust and say, turn back, you mortals. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, or like a watch in the night. You sweep them away. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. For we are consumed by your anger. By your wrath we are overwhelmed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days pass 
away under your wrath. Our years come to an end like a sigh. The days of our life are seventy years, or perhaps eighty if we are strong. Even then, their span is only toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger? Your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. So teach us to count our days that we may gain a wise heart. Um, do we know anything about the writing of Psalm 90? Because this definitely feels as though this is part of the fire and brimstone uh, era um, with a lot of language about his wrath, uh, which is kind of something that we get away from in the New Testament. It's, um, we aren't sure, as far as I know, we, we aren't sure of era. Okay. Um, but it's one that's um, full of community. It's mm-hmm. you know plural language, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's presumably after the temple's been constructed. So there's corporate worship. Okay, uh, it's the only psalm that is described as a prayer of Moses, the man of God, mm. um, which probably won't occur in the lectionary reading, but occurs in the Bible. And one of the things Moses is famous for among faithful Jews is a man who is willing to argue with God. Hmm. Okay. And not just, he was not a yes man. Gotcha. And I, I just love reading passages of Moses saying, now God, you, you, people are going to talk badly about you. If right, you do right. This. Or, yeah, they say you're a God of compassion, but. So like a good yeah. senior warden. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you might want to rethink some of the language about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the uh, theme. We have most of Psalm 90, and it's kind of the theme of Psalm 90. Uh, you know, the suffering, it's, I think we've been doing it long enough. Right. You know, it's up to you, but enough's enough. People are beginning to wonder. Yeah. Um, and. The um, what verse is this in verse nine? Mm-hmm. For all our days pass away under your wrath, our years come to an end like a sigh. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it really and the Hebrew has a connotation of thank goodness we died. <laughs> <laughs> Because life stinks. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of these classic. The word sigh does essentially like a grateful sigh almost. Are are no the end part. Oh okay. It's, it's, it's come to a merciful end. Yes, yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally we got none of this suffering. Um, and yeah, so it, it's one of these instances where again people are are saying very plainly what it's like to be a follower of god Mm -hmm. and to them in this moment it stinks yeah there's just way too much suffering we're not being shown what the end game is what the big picture is Mm -hmm. and so yeah we'd rather just die get it over with Yeah, that's interesting because I think a lot of people would read this psalm and not and like be completely oblivious to that yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. Uh that like, oh yeah, this this person's like 
about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, punish us. Yeah. More. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am curious, uh, translative though, uh, in, in verse 10, it talks about the days of our life are 70 years or perhaps 80. And I know that um, you like, that's interesting to be written down in a psalm because like the average lifespan of people, even back as far as um, really good historical records go, wasn't 70 or 80 years. That's more of a relative like modern, like a well, relative in that like. funny you should say that. Okay. Yes. Because under certain, in certain eras, this was far back, you know, before the birth of Christ. If the crops were good and there was a lack of war and a lack of disease, people did live to 80, 90 years. Okay. Um, But once the industrial, especially once the industrial revolution started, I was like, forget about it. (laughs) I gotcha. Um, the, the, The poor died in factories and in accidents and of black lung and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the rich lived such unhealthy lifestyles that they died from heart attacks and diabetes and stuff. Okay. And, you know, we think of that as long ago. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. That's true. 150, 200 years ago. Yeah, I have to admit, I'm I'm definitely guilty of that, of of sitting there like, well, if it was like that, then... Back in then, you right? Know, back here at this point it's in time, terrible. They must have lived to like forty was old, <laughs> fourteen years old. Give him his. Pension. Where's his wife? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and we we just tend to be so self centered. Um, and we just have to look at people around the world who live a, a healthier lifestyle for whatever reason, and they're. They're living a lot longer than we are in certainly in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this was this is an accurate translation. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. and probably yes, and it's not one of those. Oh well, eighty years meant da da da. Yeah, um, no, it's accurate. Oh, cool. Anything else about this psalm? Um, just was scanning for something else in the Hebrew. Um, Yeah, that's it. <laughs> actually, actually, I have one more in that Go same in, in that same verse, verse ten. Um, it is kind of interesting. We are strong, even even then their span is is only toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. It uses the word fly, um, as opposed to like the verse earlier is talking about like our we come to an end like a sigh. Yeah. Uh, so why the word fly? Uh, that's a good uh, question. Because it's really more like. We disappear. Well, it's the only place it occurs anywhere in the Bible. Interesting. Um, so I'm doing a little deeper digging, i.e. clicking. Um, and, okay. The reason I'm, I'm, curi- I'm more curious than I might otherwise be is um, that when a, when a word occurs just once in the Bible, sometimes they really have no idea what it is. Right. But it looks like this one, for what, for various reasons, they're they're pretty confident. It's a it's a it's a multiple. It's a long word, so I presume mm. the I don't know. I presume it's a, a configure confluence mm-hmm. of various Hebrew meanings. 
Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Um, so it could have been translated thicker. <laughs> okay, that 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 would make a little bit more sense, though. Like something, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I know that the, uh, the the folks obsessed with the end times would be like, see, see, they fly away. They go up to heaven. That's what that's say- he's saying. Right. Like, eh, I don't think yeah, not really. <laughs> so, um, okay. All right. Very good. Well, let's move on to the gospel reading. Or, you know, you still are looking. You're like, you're still researching here, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> um. What's inter- well, because what's interesting is that this is another we verb. Mm, okay. So it's it's a it's a community belief and result. Okay. And that that's part of the fascination of Hebrew spirituality, of Jewish spiritualities. It's seldom individual; it's instead corporate. Whereas Christian theology in modern times tends to be the opposite. Right. Yeah. So that okay. That's what I was. Digging around. <laughs> Got it. Uh, our, our gospel reading comes from, of course, Matthew, uh, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. All right, we start mid-quote here. Or, well, well we, we start with a quote. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, "Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been made. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master." And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, "Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents." His master said to him, "Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master." Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, you wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the 10 talents. For all, for to all those who have more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. For as for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um. So is this like right where we were yeah. for last last time? Pretty much. Uh. So we ended on verse thirteen, and then we start here. Uh, in verse 14, that's exactly, so yeah. we continue on. So the, the last week's was, 
the bridegrooms, the midnight uh, wedding party, uh, which was dumb, but also ends yeah. with that same phrase of there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so this one ends with that same end and is the parable of the ta- the, the, the master and his talents or something like that. I forget what what language we put uh, on on uh, the the ch- this section of the chapter but um let's talk about as we often like to do let's talk about all the aspects of this parable that should strike the reader as wait what goofy yeah, yeah. goofy so um uh a man going on a journey some entrusted property to to them um not entirely sure that would that's the, that's one of the normal the that's one of the questions there people have gotten so used to over hundreds of years of taking the bible without much thought that now if you ask a lot of active church people hey you know is that a normal thing like, oh yeah 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 slaves were given charge over property all the time and we, part of it is slave is such a sloppy term. Right, right, right. There were slaves and there That's were slaves and there were servant. slaves. Yeah. There's <laughs> the, like, almost the um, equivalent of a master of a... Yeah, of mas- a, like master and apprentice kind of a, a kind of a relationship. Well, I was going to say master of the household in an English marriage. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Where they themselves weren't wealthy, <clears throat> but received a lot of benefit, mm-hmm. material benefits by working... In a job of high responsibility in a wealthy household, and yet they still had the status of servant. Right. Um, so I, th- so perhaps if it's that, um, but yeah, I think the first thing is, you know, the, if you really were an enslaved person, and at least, okay, and this is a fictional account. If you were an enslaved person, wouldn't you just run away, given that kind of money? Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's talk about um, uh, what the value of a talent is. Yeah, talent um, was a lot. It's like uh, I want to say a hundred days of labor. Mm, yeah. Because I'm thinking a denarii is one day's work. And a talent is a hundred denarii. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this wealthy man, like, gives a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money to uh, these individuals. Like, here, go do something with it. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Um, uh, and, uh, um, which, and also immediately, like, even in modern times, we would sit here and go, like, well, if I'm the guy who got one talent and I know, you know, Chris over here got five. Yeah. And uh, and Bartholomew got two. And I'm sitting here with one. I'm like, oh, all right. So he doesn't think much of me. Even though it's a lot of money, uh, he's, you know, clearly I'm not as well liked. I'm <laughs> Well, and I'm on thin ice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, in a way, kind of then makes his decision like, oh, if I mess this up. Yeah. Like, I only have one talent to invest. I mess it up and it's not, you know, like what if the, what if there's a, you know, some sort of economic problem and mm-hmm. I, my return is less than a talent and I come back with less. Like you kind of are sitting there like, 
Yeah, I stashed it away. I don't know about burying it. <laughs> like a dum-dum. But, you know, that's another thing about the, the parable. And like, well, yeah, stash it away. Dig Bury it? it? Yeah, yeah. But put it in the ground? <laughs> like, that, that that part doesn't make so much sense. It's coin- a talent was coinage, so it's not like paper bills that would, you know, get eaten by worms or disintegrate or, you know, anything right. like that. So it would survive the process. But also burying it, just people walk by and go... Huh. What's what? I wonder what's down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, the the, the one uh, trades and gets uh, five more talent. It, 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 like you pointed out, it, it's weird that they didn't just like run off with the money. Um, yeah. But it's also weird that um, the or lied to him about how many talents they made. Right. The ones who did make a profit. Right, right, right. You gave me five. I made three more. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Did you know, uh, which so it's not so much though that aspect of it isn't as though like, oh, that would never you know, like who would do that? Like, well, I guess if the last slave's description of the man is correct, I mean, you know, I know that people did it all the time, but it would be like uh, it, he kind of paints a picture of like this is the equivalent of doing it to the dawn. Like, yeah. okay, no, 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 no. Here's your money. I, I made, I made five extra talents. Yeah. Here you go. Like, so it's not too far off. As, as long as long as that reference point is American Mafia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey, I gave you five talents. What'd you do with it? Um. <laughs> but uh it is interesting though this this one talent slave um uh does describe the master in like ways that aren't at the top you're kind of like all of a sudden your image of like X-nay on the insults eh? yeah it's like yeah exactly like hey i know you're kind of a jerk so <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble because you have a temper and nobody likes you. So, <laughs> and you're kind of evil. Yeah, kind of evil. Uh, at the top of this story, you kind of have this imagery of like, like you think about like a guy and trusting this kind of money in, in, in individuals when he's on his, I don't know, a trip to his yurt or whatever he's doing. Um, but like, oh, okay, this is a semi generous dude. Uh, and then you get down to the to the one guy's uh, scared explanation. You're like, oh, is he? Is he though? Is he yeah. not? Or yeah. are you? Is this guy wrong? Is this guy like? Well, yeah. Some that's that's the beauty of Jesus's storytelling, and this is a great example of it. Of it's so complex. What I mean, I've always something about the middle guy. Mm-hmm. Um, always has appealed to me and made me wonder. Okay, the guy who got the, the the most of the talents and gave the biggest return gets to go off and be in the banquet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the middle guy, I thought, why doesn't he get? If if you're going to take a talent from the ineffective guy, mm-hmm. give it to the guy who doubled two because he had a lot less to start with and yeah still did fine yeah yeah, yeah. Um, proportionally and that guy who now has 10 you know he doesn't need another one right <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> oh, 11. That's a very awkward number yeah. to work with. <laughs> I'll yeah. just go and bury this one. Can't you give it to the guy, <laughs> the one guy, so he'd have five, and it'd be like five and ten? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was part of what was in my brain the first time I thought about the story when I was probably eight years old or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a. Uh, um, and, I, and we do feel, in a way, we, at least I do, uh, uh, but maybe I'm um, not judgmental enough, um, you know, this response, you wicked and lazy slave, yeah. like, I wasn't evil. <laughs> right. Like, right. I, I, I saved it for you. Right. I stashed it and, like, you know, it's not lost. It's not worth less. It's, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I get you know. I'm not the prodigal son, for goodness sake. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I didn't squander it on loose women. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, the master's response does kind of then reinforce, like, uh, in, maybe reinforce, like, oh, okay, you thought I was, like, uh, harsh, and you thought I was, uh, you know, I reap where I did not sow, making it kind of sound as though he's, like, unethical. Yeah. Like, uh, like, oh, yeah, I, you, boss, you know how you like steal from other people? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, so if that's, if that's the case, you should have put my money with the bankers. Um, and, uh, on the return, I would have had, uh, a, at least a little bit of interest. Uh, um, which, you know, which in Jewish law at the time was illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's another hidden thing yeah. that we don't think about that would stand out in the parable. Like, yeah. uh, hearers of this at the time would have been like, "I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, then he is crooked. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, your your banker. Got it. <laughs> right. Got it. <laughs> right. Got it. So you are shrewd and you are deceitful and you, uh, you know, you're willing to go invest with the Romans to get the interest." Right. Instead of you know, putting it into a nice savings account at the temple, which won't give you the interest from loans. Right. And so, like, all of that is to say that, that for me, reading this this time around, because we yeah. read it with some regularity. I don't, I'm not sure how many versions of the gospel it appears two. in. Two. Uh, two. Well, kind of two and a half. Mark has a really... Truncated. Truncated, <laughs> no real descriptions. Mm -hmm. Luke has one that has descriptions, but still shorter than Matthew. Gotcha. And just to you know, reference the old um, biblical standard of interpretation, the shorter is probably the more accurate. Gotcha. And so this is the longest. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, all of that to point out that this time around, my takeaway is this is often, as we always have to say about parables, uh, misunderstood yep. and misinterpreted and misused. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Not all the time, but like consistently with oh, some consistency. In capitalism, yeah, it is really hundred percent. So, but we, you know, the common interpretation of this is like, oh yeah, you know, God's the master, and you're trying to please. Who wants to please this jerk? Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like at the end, uh, um, you know. He shows his true – the master shows his yeah. true colors, and you're like, yeah, you – in a way, you should have run away with that talent. Yeah. This man doesn't deserve it. Uh, you should have spread it to the uh, to the to the other poor or run away and started a new life. Or Like, yeah. who wants to please this guy? Yeah. Who wants to be the – you know, 
shame on the slave who took five talents and made ten and gave it back to this yeah. guy. Like, that, what a... Well, and um, as I had one parishioner who was an investment banker a couple parishes ago say that whatever, however that was doubled, then or now, was illegal. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it doesn't say, like, we don't know how long he was actually away, yeah. but uh, it did say after a long time. So it wasn't like, came back in a week. Right. But it also wasn't a period of time where doubling your money makes yeah. reasonable sense. Yeah. Um. Uh. But, yeah, it's like the whole point of the – in a way, I'm wondering if Jesus' whole point of this is like, stop trying to please these masters. Could you very well be part of that? You know. Particularly while you're waiting for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you get nowhere – which you, know, you really get nowhere by trying to please an evil master. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that really is uh, the way I'm seeing it uh, this time. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's it's kind of wild as a result. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. this, this is often used uh, to talk about, hey, yeah, don't be lazy. Yeah. You know, be like the guy with five talents. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you mean the right-hand man to the Don? Or, right. you know, like... <laughs> No, the guy was selling drugs. Right, to the exactly. Yeah, um, uh, you know, sweeping up, uh, sweeping up uh, uh, things that weren't theirs and selling them back to the public or something like yeah. that's in a way that's kind of the image, the background imagery I'm getting from some of these people, and it's mm -hmm. like that's no, you know, um, right. So it's it's a. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's it, it, in a way the the slave who just buried it and didn't want to touch it was, you know, know. look, this it's in, in a way, it's a little bit more of a give unto Caesar. What is Caesar's and give to God? What is God's yeah. like? I ain't touching this dirt money, this yeah. blood money. Yeah. Like I put it in the ground. You can have it back. I did nothing with it. I'm not part of this. Mm -hmm. you, yeah. My hands are still relatively clean. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. The other two were, um, collaborating with some very shaky activities and it is like i said it i know i keep coming back to it but uh, it is mind-blowing to me that the that is not how any like people re regularly read this passage yeah because they're part of it is they're used to jesus being naive mm. that mm. yes if um you know if i if i cheat at golf dad won't notice that yeah god's so naive uh i mean i mean probably don't phrase it that way but that's really the mind game they're playing mm -hmm. but they're the only one they're only fooling themselves yeah well and we're we're you know because of i think the use of the word master having also a very uh, uh religious connotative yeah. uh, uh relationship to god the father and you know that like we just automatically have this like oh yeah this person is to be revered yeah and they're rich we all gave money to, to slaves like what a you know that's a <laughs> yeah that's a good person we're like where have you been in the bible so, yeah. <laughs> so person with money is bad yeah <laughs> shall we go back to zephaniah for a moment exactly <laughs> Zephaniah or Amos or even even any of the prophets, yeah. you know, they they, they they may rail not as heartily uh, as Amos does, but uh, they still don't sit there and like, oh, yeah, but, you know, Joe's got 
Joe's got a bunch of money. He's a good dude. Yeah, there's there's no name prof- one. <laughs> there's no prophet that that tells a story like this. Right. With with the meaning being, yeah, you gotta go out and double the money. Yep. Otherwise, you're just not a faithful servant. Yeah. Um, two things that I want to add. Sure. This this story, um, the coming to us from the Greek is where the English word for talent as in skills and right comes from. Yes. And so it's often, and that shows how often it was misused to be a metaphor, to be an allegory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't bury your talents in a field, multiply them, which by most measures is also illogical. Yeah. I mean, if, if you can't play the violin now, practicing it for a hundred hours you're not going to be able to play it probably probably not yeah. yeah it's a anyway and the other thing i was wrong at least according to this bible's footnotes a talent is 15 years wages okay so one talent could have gotten that last slave over the border and then some but also could have solved so many problems yeah yeah. Could know. have been used in so many different ways. Yeah. What if when the guy came back, the one who was given five talents had given four to start a homeless yeah. immigrant shul- Here's your shelter. five talents. And I opened a library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know, yeah. Here's the food bank that I that I opened in your name, in your <laughs> honor. You get the And there's no more, there's no... There's no poor there in our no city anymore. There's no beggars at the gate anymore. Yeah, yeah. isn't it nice? We cleaned the streets, <laughs> and there's sanitation. <laughs> yeah, we paid some Romans to lay pipes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the water tastes a little funny, but it's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, just just wild, just yeah. just uh, so wild that uh, that uh, we have we have twisted the meaning of this one. Uh, so badly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, in, in generally speaking. So. Oh yeah. All right. Well. Uh, with that, I think I'll call to a close. This your podcast for November nineteenth, uh, the second to last uh, uh, Sunday after Pentecost here in the season after Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, as always, we encourage you to join us in worship. However, it works for you uh, this this coming week. Eight o'clock and ten o'clock services here at the church are uh, in person, uh, with the nine o'clock educational hour for all ages, and then the ten o'clock service will be on our YouTube channel, HFEC Videos, broadcast live, available for for viewing later. Uh, and uh, visit our website, holyfamilyfishers.org, for all the details coming up. Uh, so many it, things coming up. There is a sprint to the finish in mm-hmm. the year. Uh, uh, so uh, lots of things uh, to to uh, to look at and look for and to participate in. So. Uh, feel free to um, engage and uh, plug yourself in as, as it works for you. Uh, and last thing is uh, emails. If you have any questions, we comments. love those cards and letters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we want to talk about how handsome we are. We take emails like that. Thank goodness uh, it's not a video podcast. <laughs> uh, so that email is shortcut at hfec.org. And until next week, I'm Ben. I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.